And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first podcast of 2023 and the Fighting Show. Today we've got myself, Stephen, Chris and Brandon. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year, bro. How's everybody feeling about 2023? Are we optimistic, pessimistic? I see the, I, see, I see the meme and it was like, everybody's quiet as fuck now. Nobody's claiming it's going to be your year. Everybody's real. That's actually so true because like, nobody had any idea. Like Even me and Jim were talking um, last night or the night before about um, like reminiscing on the, on the year that just passed or anything. Like, at this stage, last year, we had no idea that that year, like we didn't even have our tree or ending planned at that point. And like that, obviously, kind of completely changed the entire trajectory of the year and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, all you can do is make plans, hope for the best. Make plans, hope for the best. But that's kind of the topic of today's podcast, lads. We are going to be chatting about New Year's resolutions in general, uh, the pros, the cons. Is it a good idea to set new goals? Will you actually change? I think you you put up a, an interesting uh, video on your story recently, Brandon, basically saying. It's a waste of time. It's not going to be a new you. It's the same old you, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to maybe elaborate on that point? I will Jocko Willie. Can I love a bit of Jocko? Um, yeah, his point was essentially it's not new It's not new, new year, new you. It's new year, old you. And that's the thing about it is you are the same old person that you always were. And all of the changes that the, a couple of seconds have ticked past forward in the clock. Now, obviously, there's an awful lot to be said for, you know, certain kind of mindsets and you know novelty and all this kind of stuff and i generally do believe like i would love to think that you know i'm just of the new year old you kind of stuff but i do i do feel myself and around everybody else everybody does kind of carry with it this new year energy and that in itself is very very useful but at the end of the day those habits that you have are still in place and the new year new you kind of energy can be enough to kind of shift momentum um, for an awful lot of people, which is fantastic, but it's not going to be the thing that pulls you out of the hole and drags you, you know, in the direction you want to go. Nothing's going to do that except for really meaning it this time, really trying to focus on setting good habits, putting all the key structures in place, making sure you're eliminating all the bullshit situations and people that you're going to be putting yourself in. Because the year definitely, the new year definitely does psychologically give you this kind of fresh slate effect. But once that energy runs out and you like some people might have already hit that place already, like New Year, New Me. I know we kind of had a little bit of an our house yesterday. It was New Year. Here we go. Ah, it's Sunday. Ah, it's Sunday. Sure, it's Sunday. So we'll, start, <laughs> we'll start the third. You know what I mean? And so, look, that New Year energy for me is still kind of carrying forward today. Like I still kind of feel, feel that fresh start and, you know, whatever, whatever. But the big thing about it is like, what are you going to do with that new energy? And are you going to set yourself up these big drastic goals that you think you're going to be automatically a new person? Those good intentions that you have are literally only good intentions. The big difference is what are you going to do to discipline yourself? What kind of action are you actually going to take? You know, 
as unsexy as it is, it's hard work and dedication year in, year out. I hope to God that the new year, new you has spurred you on to take action and maybe even have, you know, some momentum behind you because of some action that you did take. Maybe you told some people now you maybe got some leverage in place, but that's not going to be all that you need. Hopefully it's a fantastic start. Yeah. Chris, anything back to that? Um, yeah, I think uh, what the New Year's resolution thing does is, first off, like just having that collectively uh, as like a society is pretty cool because you know, it does give everyone permission to start clean. And I think um, it releases a little bit of baggage that you might have or a little bit of inertia uh, from, let's say, old patterns of behavior. And it gives you permission to let them go and to be like, no, I'm going to try something. New. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be better and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's it's good. Um, it can be very disheartening if you do set a little uh, New Year's resolutions and then let yourself down, especially if you've done that like year after year after year. Um, if you've like just set a new goal and then failed and then, no, this year's going to be different. And then you fail and then you quit and then like, it will make you sort of apprehensive to set goals and be ambitious again. Um, yeah. But I think uh, the the idea of it, like letting you start again and be like, all right, this year is going to be much better is a nice idea. And it's good to help the change mentally. Um, but like Brian was saying, like, Joe, you can't, it can't be all mental, but it does start. I think it does start in, with, with the mental side. But if it doesn't, if you don't yeah. follow through, you don't take any action, you don't start building good habits. Well, then uh, it's going to be for nothing. Exactly. One, one big thing I would say just on that is that here's the big thing that changed my life like many, many years ago. I'm only going to try and it was about eight years ago, was the power of habit. And so like, the patterns that are in your brain are not just now going to go away because you've decided new year, new me. That's the big thing about it is that there is literal, literal physical and psychological pathways in your brain that you need to now work against. And if initially the new year, new year gives you the energy to start that process, fair enough. But those patterns are there and they're not going to go away overnight and they're not going to go away by themselves. So getting to work on understanding those habits, you know, maybe, maybe the thing, maybe the thing that you change for 2023 is that you pick up a new book and that gives you philosophies and the ideas and the tools that you need to actually start fixing things. But again, understand that this is a big, big, overhaul of brain chemistry that more than anything else and, and psychology more than anything else so is it like that's the battle that you're going to have to be up against and again a, a day on the calendar just isn't going to fix that but that initial energy i just feel like should be utilized and it is so useful i think what you said chris is, is just spot on that there's so many other people doing it now that there's a lot of energy and momentum behind it like culturally and, and socially so that's for sure a, a, a very helpful element and uh, helpful side of this time of year. Yeah. Um, just uh, I, I, something I want to, a uh, point I want to build on earlier. Do you know what you were saying? Like a um, new year, same you. Um, with the with the habits and all that jazz, like you actually have like a proper, like structure of like neural pathways in your brain that like don't just go away by going like, oh, I'm not going to be like this anymore. Do you know, like you'll have the the weight of that. And it does take you know, a bit of a push to help override those new patterns because so they're already streamlined they're already like in your brain they're already in your body and to create new ones it takes effort and consistency so uh or here's the big ones what do we say we said this about hunger not too not too long ago in the podcast was a uh, urge surfing that's what an awful lot of people are going to have to do now with those pathways is that they're going to feel those pathways pathways kick in and then you have to sit there and surf that urge and just kind of let it kind of dwell or drift away and kind of run its course because it will feel like this big urge this big impulse to do whatever it is or not do whatever it is. And or so, it might even be unconscious as well. 
But Chris is saying that these things are probably probably unconscious. I would say like yeah, they're I'd say they're more than likely unconscious. Most of these behaviors are unconscious, and that's kind of the that's, that's the rut I feel most people are stuck in. They're they're not yet at the awareness stage where they're aware or they don't have that knowing of um, of the things that are holding them back. And kind of my point would be with the New Year's resolutions. I do believe that. I think it it will be whatever you decide it's going to be. You know, and if I come off, I walk in here and I'm saying like, this is the start of a new year. This is a brand, you know, this is going to be new me, new routine, new habits, new goals, going to smash them. This year is going to be twice as productive as last year. Going to, you know, change a thousand lives instead of a couple hundred lives, whatever it might, might be. If I make that decision, as long as I act in congruency with them goals, it, like it's it's manifested today. If I make a decision to be that person today, as long as I maintain the actions and behaviors from today that, that are in alignment with that vision of the person I want to be or the things I want to achieve, I have literally changed this. I would encourage people to to do uh, to um, you know really get invested in that. But also, you have to look back. As the guys are saying, you have to look back over the past year and you have to take the lessons. That's why the first part of change I feel is reflecting. You have to look back over the past year. What worked well for me? What didn't work well for me? The kind of the big thing for me is it's the it's the sleep and the wake schedule. The sleep and the wake. That's the key thing for me. That like just seems to hold me back. When I stay up too late, I don't get up early. I'm not as productive as I want to be. It means if I it means if, 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 if I stay up late, we kind of run in a, in a pattern with Molly, and it was beautiful. And I don't, but it was you know Molly was waking up at like you know half eight in the morning. I was like it was just so nice for the tree was just to kind of wake up together. Right, I was kind of thought I had to be you know be this early morning up at five or six a.m. And it was just lovely to do that for a couple of months. But even there today, my first morning up at 6 a.m., got my journal done, got my meditation done, got my workout done, got a, a little bit of work done. I literally, I can feel it in my body just how like buzzing I am there. Like I just feel like I'm on, like I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. So I would like, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, keep people enthused about like if you decide to change today, you can change today. You just have to act in congruent, but you have to be proactive and you have to look back and think, what were the things I've done over the past year? that have held me back um and what what how can i create like physical mental and emotional binds that make it harder for me to fall back into them patterns what do you think about that um, well, what, what, what physical mental and emotional binds um would hold like so back? for example like, I, like personally for example, I'm, but... yeah i'm saying so what i'm saying like for me i'm talking like a physical bind it would be something like um you know every time there's cookies in the house i eat a whole pack of cookies so a physical bind would be creating a situation where there's no cookies in the house that's a physical bind okay like an emotional bind would be you know i, I made a commitment to my best friend that i'm going to see them at the gym every day at 7 a.m if i don't show up i'm going to let them down that would be say an emotional bind these are the kind of things okay. that i find these things are very very powerful you know so like me and jen made a commitment to each other that this this is the kind of routine that we would implement blah, blah, blah. So was like now we're kind of creating and even for me like my 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 alarm was in the office so it was in the other room and I can hear from my bedroom because I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a super deep sleeper. So I just know like a physical bind is my alarm is away from the bed. So there's no there's no urge to hit snooze. I have to get up out of bed. I have to turn it off because I'm like, I don't want that alarm to wake Molly up. So I have to get up and get out of, the, out of the bed, into the other, literally into my office to, to kind of turn it off. So these are the kind of things that I find work very well for me just to get you over that point where the the the, the pattern would be hit snooze, you know, roll over, etc. Whereas like, no, this physical bind forced me to get up and out of bed. I was even looking at considering buying them rug um, alarm clocks. You have to literally go up in bed and stand in them for like five seconds or something before the, the alarm actually turn off. Um, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but these are, th these are things that I'm, that I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you, what do you think? Like, have you seen Have you seen people utilize them? Have you guys utilized them yourselves? Um, I, 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 yeah, go on. 
I, I said this on the podcast before. I do stuff like this. Like I, there's a couple of things I plan spilling the beans now here on the podcast for things I want to do this year. And I do that all the time. That is my number one go-to for making commitments is that I just make a very, a very large social bind to people who I feel like all my clients, I feel very accountable to. So once I make a commitment to those, I feel like I'm stuck and I've got no other way and everything just kind of happens as a product of that. So that's my number one strategy. First thing I want to do is something I know it's kind of scary. I just start telling everybody. Yeah. And again, like my, my, my sleep wake routine is a physical bind. Like I have a job. I literally can't be up late. So I'm stuck like that. And that's the way I like it. Yeah. Leverage. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think social leverage is a really, really good one. Like, if you publicly commit to doing something and everyone's watching you, it's like you, you can't fucking fail. Like, you can't yeah. quit. You can't do anything like that. And especially if, like, like um, if you have some sort of, like, reputation that you want to live up to, it's very, very powerful to get you to, to make some changes. Um, yeah. Oh, so, sorry to just interject well. on that as well. I would I would just want to say about that, about these kind of social binds, because kind of what, what kind of plays in my mind then is these situations where I put myself before I've made this say like a like a, a social commitment I've created that leverage to achieve a certain outcome and then what happens is then you you don't do the habits and then you procrastinate at the end like say for example doing like say maybe like train for half marathon or something like that or do these kind of 100k in May challenges or whatever it might be and then like you know you end up doing 40% of the work in the last week or something like that you know what I mean um so I would say when you are creating these things to try and try and establish the leverage or the, the the social bonds to the habits and the routines not necessarily the outcome because if you're a procrastinator like i am and like a lot of people are you will just keep pushing it off pushing it off pushing it off and then put it with a lot of work to the end and then you probably will if you're like me or if you're like you know you don't want to you don't want to let people down or you're a little bit stubborn you want to get the job done you'll just suffer through it and get it done in the last minute and you'll have missed that opportunity to actually build the, establish them new pathways establish the the, the habits the routines etc yeah that's yeah, cool well one, well one thing i was i was just going to press on earlier on was that this whole kind of new identity thing sometimes i feel like that there's people who won't commit to i don't know me i could be one of these people depending on how far you stretch me which is like i won't make commitment to be that kind of person i won't take the action if i feel like there's this online underlying feeling of doubt i'm not capable of doing like that like that thing is like oh like you know so whatever the behavior that or whatever the outcome that you're trying to achieve one thing that i found to be really helpful is again what you said it's like it's not about the outcome this is about the habit so what you have to do is you have to break it down small enough it's like right i'm not the kind of like for toxic i want to be a fitness model i want to look the best kind of person i can be yeah well you know good luck with that maybe that's a little bit far out of your kind of scope right now what's not outside your scope well i know i can train four or five times a week and i know i can drink a protein shake you know, twice a day and I know I can eat uh, this meal or X thing and I know I can hit my steps. It's like that is essentially the journey, but you don't have to overwhelm yourself to become or to, to come out with a statement that's overwhelming because I know there is an awful lot of people who don't want to set goals. Like, again, just as soon as you start thinking, like, because I know you're a big action taker, but I know there's some people I know, again, who will be listening to this podcast and they're – you know, very uh, nervous when it comes to setting new goals because they may, maybe don't have that kind of courage. And obviously I would encourage them to have that, but it's easier said than done, you know? And so it's like, instead of like just only reaching out into these new, like massive identities, it's like reach into like an like an, an action taker. It's like read it, reach into somebody who does this instead of somebody who is this. And it's like, I am somebody who commits to X, Y, or Z. And again, all these yeah. tools, like these, 
these these binds are brilliant ways of kind of tying yourself into the behaviors that you need need to become. Just to give you that little bit of a kickstart to actually be able to do it yourself, you know, just to kind of until until you've done it a few times, until you've built some momentum, because it can be very very hard to start these new things on your own. So just using you know physical, social, emotional binds to push you to the next level. But the goal is always to establish your own routine and do it on yourself. Because I feel like over the years. One thing that I, one of the reasons I still struggle with some of like establishing maybe new routines sometimes is because I rely so much on leverage. So again, everything has its, you know, everything has its pros and cons. And then without massive leverage, it's hard for me to take action then. Um, or you get, you, you fall this, you know, oh, I do, you get these stories, oh, I do my best work under pressure, blah, blah. It's like, oh, do you really? Or are you just, um, are you just unorganized uh, and a bit of, bit of a procrastinator, et cetera? Um, so it's important to kind of to, to, to look at all these things. And anything else to add on on New Year's yeah. resolution, setting goals? Go on. Yeah, so you mentioned a point earlier that it sounded pretty cool. You're all about reflection. Like, before you start setting goals, it's important to reflect over the, the previous year. Well, how would you go about reflecting? Well, what I would do is I would basically just write down maybe my, my wins and struggles for the year. I think it's with all this stuff, it's always important to, important to kind of start, let's say, start with gratitude um, and, you know, to be in that frame of mind, um, a, a self-compassionate, grateful frame of mind when you're doing this stuff but then just looking it's like logically what were the things that held me back this year like what what did i not do that i could have done better because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result so just sitting down it's with a pen and paper it's just journaling and thinking what do i need to do better that whole thing i think jordan peterson says that it's like you know if you if you, you know thought of something you could do or i can't remember exactly the what he says but you know um i'm sure you can think of one thing like we all know this whole this whole thing our intuition this voice in our head for me just always screams at me when i'm when i fall off the path when i'm when i'm not on on the journey to self-actualizing not on the journey to become the best version of myself it screams at me and i feel like genuinely i feel like a lot of people confuse that voice for bad mental health when that's your best friend that's your best friend telling you listen i love you i don't want you to be less than you less than you're capable of being get back in the path do these things but we, we frame it as a, as a negative when actually if you listen to that voice and you take what it says into consideration, because otherwise, like, who are you? Like, there's there's probably a lot of things you could be doing better. There's a lot of things I could be doing better. There's a lot of pe- a lot of things Elon Musk could be doing better. Like, you know, no matter kind of what your level of success, um, you know, if, if you're kind of setting goals in terms of, say, like, as we've done at the retreat, say, health, wealth, uh, career contribu- contribution or community, you know, we, usually it's very difficult to find a balance. And that's kind of what I hope to do this year for me personally is, like, you know, grow to the point where i can manage things a little bit better i said I've, I've, I've achieved a lot of goals i set last year um my health is still one of the ones that that's let me down say since 2020 um but i've achieved a lot of my business goals all my my personal goals all my relationship goals um so that's the one that i'm really hoping to, to unlock and this is what personal growth is all about for me is becoming a big enough person that can take on more you know that has a has a bigger band that has more energy has a bigger battery is able to do it all um you know, so that's kind of what, what I'm working towards. But in, t- in terms of kind of reflection, it's just a process of just sitting down with a pen and piece of paper, listening to your inner voice and doing the things you know you should do. Some I say often on on, um, on during my consultations is like people are always waiting. They're waiting for me like to come up and give them this this magic meal plan. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, oh, there was not. When, when are we going to do the nutrition? When are, you to, when are you going to tell them what to eat? When are you going to tell them what to eat? And my thing is like, I guarantee you could look at a plate and 99.5% of the time, ask yourself one question is this is this plate of food going to move me closer to my goal or further away from my goal? And you can and people can answer that probably 100% of the time uh, with certainty because we know pretty much everything we need to know intuitively. So it's like just about taking the time to listen to yourself um, and then actually write it down and make it real. That's that's what yeah. I would recommend. 
when you were kind of chatting away there, you, you really touched on something that I feel should be repeated and highlighted, which is this voice in your head and how a negative interpretation of, you know, the voice telling you that you are on the wrong path can be interpreted as negative mental health. Like, I think that's a very fucking powerful statement. And I just had a little look up there. Human beings on average, and I'm not sure if this includes sleep or not, but have on average, and again, obviously these are only rough numbers, but around 70,000 thoughts per day, right? So down to the hour, that's over nearly 3,000 thoughts per hour, right? And how much of that is that little voice? How much of that is random? It's like it literally, because I, I was thinking about this the other day, it popped in my head when I noticed it, which is that there's so much noise in my head from time to time, it literally just sounds like white noise. And it the way, and again, like one thing that I noticed that when I was in pain from just kind of having poor mobility and exercise was that I actually didn't understand the difference between exercise effort and pain. And so one of the big things that I do now is as a, as a movement coach and just kind of as a you know, fitness coach is that I try and interpret what people are see, feeling based on what I can tell that they're experiencing and try and re- relay that back to them. And sometimes people find that very, very helpful. And so one of the things with all these kind of thoughts is like you have to, this is why mindfulness absolutely blew up and is so important for everybody is because it's so important to sit down and start trying to understand and sieve through the white noise, the real thoughts, the bullshit, the this, the that, the other. It's like you literally have to sit down and take some time to process these. It's like learning a new language or communicating with somebody who you never really communicate you kind of have to understand them and understand their perspective in order to kind of get the information properly because otherwise you're going to sit there and you're going to have absolutely no idea what they're trying to say and there is plenty of messages there and maybe maybe there's seventy thousand messages a day you know if you were to really be mindful but the thing about it is is like initially you might literally need to stop what you're doing sit down go to a dark space leave everybody alone and eventually maybe you could just do it on the fly because you understand the language and you know you're you're in tune with it but i feel like um, tuning in to that voice is is key massively key and i feel like there's so many people struggling with it to the point where again yeah it is poor mental health for an awful lot of people not everybody but that is the case i would say in an awful lot of cases and i know sorry chris i know because i deal with so many people and like i ask people like you know in terms of like self-judgment it's like oh how do you feel about that and you know they interpret like again the common question you know if you if your friend came to you would you give them that advice that you were after giving to yourself like no geez no i wouldn't speak like that to anybody it's like well what the fuck's going on yeah um why would you speak to exactly um, one of the things I was going to say there about um, do you know the way you're saying like, it's like it could be like talking to another person or it could be like someone that you don't really know and you need to go away and sit down um, they, like to, there's a cool thing like you're yeah, I'm sure you heard the analogy like your mind is like a like a lake or a river or, or a, a body of water do you know and when things are all too much, like crazy there's waves and all this sort of stuff and it can't be like you can't see through the water because it's so choppy but then if you breathe and you calm your nervous system down and you slow everything down it becomes still and everything becomes clear and I think pairing that with some journaling, because um, one of the things that's, re- that's really hard to do is like ideas are fleeting, like they, they come and they go like just like that. And then you're on to 10 new ideas in like 30 seconds or 10 new thoughts. And you forget about the 20 previous ones, like completely. But if you have them written down, then you can you can actually look at them. You can actually see them and, and reference back to them. Uh, like I've tried, I've tried doing it without journaling. I've tried doing it with journaling. And doing it without journaling is... Um, 
you can't like you just can't uh, unless i don't know maybe like i'm not smart enough or something like that for it but like if like i can't keep i don't have the bandwidth to store all the thoughts in my head and to, to analyze them and to like sieve through them uh, unless it's written down when it's written down you can see it and you can be objective about it and do it from you know this relaxed place where you're you're in a state of gratitude so you're not being super self-deprecating you're not beating yourself up over it you're not like condemning yourself for your flaws because like everyone's fucking flawed so uh yeah. i think if you're looking to do that and you're looking to sit through the the mental health sort of side of things uh, meditation calming your nervous system down or just deep breathing to help calm everything down and then to write your thoughts down from that state it uh, would help a lot something something i was noticing when i was doing some meditation recently was one of my one of my ideas when i read it in inner engineering by Sadhguru. And he told a story, and it was about a, a Zen monk, I think, is is what they were going by. And essentially, his whole practice was like, whatever you are, and whatever you want to be, and are doing, and your priorities, and all that kind of stuff, is like meditation is essentially the practice. Or maybe no, sorry, maybe it wasn't meditation, but Zen. Zen is the practice of just putting it all down. So whatever, whatever stuff that you have going on, just put it down. Just put it down for five minutes, for two minutes. And I constantly hear this from busy people. It's like, oh, I just, I haven't got a minute. I just, it's like, just, just, just if you can, you know, just, just put it down. For, well, everybody, everybody should, everybody should get into the practice of putting it down, you know, for a couple of minutes, even if it's just a minute, but just get into the habit of putting it down. And so I was trying to meditate and I was thinking about this. I was like, just whatever it is, like things keep popping in your head. I was like, just put it down, put it down. It's not important now, just put it down. And be before I know it, I'd have something in my hands and I'd be looking at it like in terms of like a thought or an idea or like a situation that happens. Like every time I put it down, before, like I'd have it up and be examining it and kind of be halfway and I'd be in the middle of it and I'd go, oh, fuck, I picked something up again. You know what I mean? And it just kept happening. I'd be like, all right, right, whatever this is, right, we'll put that back down again and put it down. I'd be breathing my breath and the next day I'd realize, I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of thinking about something else. You know, it's like, it's just the human condition that we just, we get into these patterns of thought and coming away from those patterns of thought because there's so much momentum behind them is that it's, 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 it's useful to just be good at putting them down again. Yeah. Like I was thinking about something like this recently as well. And it was the kind of analogy that really kind of helped me kind of get a good grasp was I told them like, like the monkey mind or like you're training a dog, like your mind is like a dog. You're trying to train the dog. Like you have to, so there's so many people going around with untrained minds and that's the problem the problem is your mind is untrained you can't you can't focus you can't focus on anything and that's with me because i was struggling for focus i was like i wanted to sit down and you know get get a nice big block of work done especially doing things like creative work it's not just kind of data entry or whatever like you have to you know think and be creative etc and it's it can be so difficult but like why it's like because i haven't been practicing i haven't i haven't been training my mind i've let my 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 dog you know run after all the squirrels and all the all these different things you have to be oh no come back come back over here sit down sit 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 and then it's okay and then if you run off and come back and then you're just trying to increase the time that's what i'm saying it doesn't like you don't go from zero to hero like you know like you go like you know maybe you can do it for 10 seconds then you can do it for 15 seconds then 20 seconds then 30 seconds it might maybe might regress back to 10 and you go like it's not gonna go from it's not black or white it's it's it's, it's kind of very gray and it's going to take a little bit of time to do it but that for me is one of the biggest opportunities for growth i feel like i have personally is to you know tame my mind a little bit more you know everything everything is a duality you know some of my biggest strengths are also my biggest weaknesses you know kind of being i say like a an action taker or somebody that's kind of full of ideas and and uh, and different things it's like that's the pro but the con is that it makes it, it it's hard for me to stay focused it's hard for me to kind of be organized and a little bit scatterbrained and stuff so everything has its pros and cons so it's trying to recognize things what they are understanding yourself that a little bit better through this 
success. And then just trying to do a little bit better than you've done yesterday. So that's the thing I would say, especially on the on the on the topic of you know New Year's resolutions, just trying to do a little bit better than you've done yesterday. Imagine now, like imagine even like say for example, you signed up for Fighting Fit, 90 day program. Say for example, you only made it six weeks in, all right? You only made something and then you quit. You come up with some excuse, you knew you probably stuck it, could have stuck it out, but you you made an excuse, you said you were sick or you said work was busy or whatever, whatever the whatever the the, the thing is that you know you know it's not true, uh, but you said it and you just give it get given out. But imagine six weeks was the longest you've ever stuck with any program. Is that is that a loss or is that a win? You know, and is that like it was it actually a loss? If you've never done any sort of program for six weeks, but you managed to do it six weeks this time, you know, what I mean, it was you signed up for ninety days. You know, you didn't hit the ninety days. You done six weeks, but before that, you've only really got a two week streak. So I'm just saying, so just like that's growth, you know. So you have to really acknowledge these wins. Well, here's here's, here's what it is: is that it's it's six weeks of growth followed by a bad habit. And it's like, and it's, it's the glass half empty, half full thing. It's like, well, yeah, no, I did it six weeks. And if your frame is, oh, I quit again, or oh, and you go back to that little rabbit hole of yeah. who you are and what you are and why you did it, or you go, right, you know what it is, I'm after doing this for six weeks, here's the train, here's the right, back at it again, here we go. You know what I mean? After your little period off, it's like, yeah, I completely, it's like, but it, but it's it's about how you frame that to yourself. And I think, because you, you said this to us all the time, you know, like I know when we first initially started fighting fit, when price came to factor, you know, I remember being very, very nervous because, you know, people were, because again, the, the common gym membership is much cheaper than what we were. And then again, you kept having to even train us. It was like, your frame is incorrect. It's like, we are not a gym. We're not selling the gym membership. We're, we're selling something else. It's like, what, what you're thinking about it, when you encase us in this other thing, this frame that you have, it seems negative. It's like, but when you frame it like this, it actually seems way more valuable and again like how you frame things is crucial to how you interpret them and then how you act in the world so it's like your frame is crucial yeah that's it for me it's like don't think it's like fighting fit is not a gym membership fighting fit is budget personal training fighting fit is cheap personal training that's what you're going to fight for actually people think we're expensive when you compare us to a gym membership but if you compare us to personal training so the latest this morning paying you know 350 quid a month when you for 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 i think two or three pd sessions a week um you know it's very cheap compared to personal training that, so it's like again the frame the frame is all that matters and not not just in sales it is important in sales but it's it's so important for life i said like like how are you framing it how are you framing yourself like what like why why, why are you casting yourself in a negative light you know that's that's kind of the thing that i'm just really aware of as you kind of mentioned you're on this whole thing about like you know, all these thoughts going through your mind it's so unconscious for most for a lot of people from people i have i have conversations with especially over christmas like have trying to have some deep meaningful conversations like there's a lot of people that haven't actually thought about a lot of things that i would consider to be very important or things that have proven to be very important in my life so it's like a lot of stuff that's happened here is just so unconscious there's no pro proactivity you know you're not journaling you're not setting goals you're not you know using gratitude or prayer or um, positive self-talk or any of these tools that are proven we all know they're good for us but we we, we choose not to use them and fall into this default mode of whatever comes up comes up go on um, so loads of people uh, i was talking to a friend there recently and like loads of people are cynical of like stuff like affirmations and prayer because it's just words and because it's just thoughts so like it's not really going to do anything do you mean that would be the yeah. that'd be the mindset so like, ah like that they don't believe in it they don't they don't believe in it and because they don't believe in it they don't understand that it's actually like creating a little motor pathway in your brain to go down and you're reinforcing that pathway over and over again by saying you're like i'm fast i'm smart i'm strong i'm fast i'm smart i'm strong saying that like a thousand times will grow that pathway in your brain and it become and if you say it with emotion it becomes more and more meaningful and more and more impactful but people just think ah you're just saying something in your head 
And I think it, yeah. it's I think that's part of the reason why they don't value it the same way we do. Because we actually understand like a little bit of the sports psychology element of it versus these people I'm not, I'm not, like, don't have no, that experience. We don't, we don't understand it. We don't understand it. We have felt it. I have said words yeah, yeah. that have completely changed my physiological state. I felt completely different by just repeating a mantra again and again and again in my mind. It completely changed yeah. my my state. And I can feel like this. Like, you know, Here's the thing about it. Vibrating. Here's you literally gave me your mantra. It wasn't even my mantra. I didn't have to come up with an original mantra. You just gave me a mantra and I used it for my fights. And like that was when, to me, all that nerve-wracking sensation before a fight, for the first time ever, changed to any kind of confidence. It was just because yeah. of the mantra. Because before that, it was unconscious. And then the the, 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 the fear kicks in. And then you're kinda, your, your focus is on all the reasons this is scary and all the reasons that you shouldn't do it. So it was like, no, I'm taking control of my mind. I'm taking control. I'm going to repeat a match. It's like the one I was, I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm smart. I cannot be defeated. I am a champion. I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm smart. I cannot be defeated. I'm a champion. And I literally said that 100, 150 times before I stepped into the ring. When I stepped into the ring, it was just, again, it just completely different spirit. For somebody who had, you know, had 30, 40, 50 fights before this, more probably. And it's like, and, and going through that experience, nervous and afraid, and you know, with a lack of confidence. The only way I could I could overcome that was to be aggressive and you know, like trying to be dominating and angry. And it's yeah, like yeah. that was that's not that wasn't that was only because that was the only way I knew to, to kind of overcome before. But this yeah. was much more effective. You know, and I was kind of just more more a, a, a confidence and a calmness about it because you know I'm strong and fast and smart. I can't be defeated. It's, I have a chance. Like, you convince yourself. It's, yeah. Instead of trying to overwhelm them, you can actually, for like one of the first times ever, start thinking. That was the big thing for me. It's yeah. like, oh, now I can actually think. Whereas, like before, you were just kind of panicked, and you know, like you said, it's like you react. just kind of your automatic behavior. What is it, Chris? Yeah, yeah you're, you're reactive. Yeah, reactive. That's it. Yeah. Instead so what, what I would say is just just go on. exactly reactive instead of being proactive. And guys, that comes from the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Like that's one of the one of them concepts. That. that Frame, the frame of being who are you are you a proactive person or are you a reactive person i have embodied or i try to embody at least that my identity is attached to being a proactive person somebody doesn't wait for, for life to happen for me i try and go out there and make things happen for myself because that whole thing like the, the, i feel like the day i became a man was the was the day i realized that nobody was coming to save me and i needed to do do it for myself um which was very very, very powerful for me um but that that these frames, these concepts, these things will change your life. But you have to believe in them. And it's still I think I feel like cynicism is 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 a lack of courage. Um, you know, it's it's, it's like to 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 believe to believe to believe in something is it, otherwise what is it? You know, I mean, what 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 is it? It's what do you think it is? Um, I don't disagree with that. I just, I, just, I was like, that's a really good way. That's a good take. Um, a cynicism is a lack of courage. Yeah, I think I think you'd be right because. Um, like if anyone who's cynical, usually what's happened is they've been burned before, they tried and they have a story that they've failed. So like, what's the point? It's like, I already tried that. It didn't work. Do you get me? So like, there's, you can't, you, I think like there's a, was to first, what's the, the progression? I think first you're naive and uh, naive and hopeful. And then to you, if something shuts you down and then you become cynical and bitter, and then you have to develop the courage to, let's say, do it again despite the fact like despite the fact that you've been burned does that make sense and yeah, uh, exactly. that does take courage what to face the fear the, again to face the possibility of that pain or rejection or failure or whatever it is so what about like cynicism is essentially it's you're kind of it's more like trying to understand like chance really isn't it it's like what, what probability it's like going oh based on my experience the probability 
is kind of what I, I'm a man of logic now, so I'm basing everything off prob- probability. And the thing about probability is like, yes, fair enough. The chances and the likelihood are, but as Jim Rohn says, like reach down deep and pull out one of those remarkable human gifts, you know? And so then like having hope and faith in yourself. And so, you know, cynicism is probably more of a lack of faith and lack of courage, but it does take courage to act in faith and in hope because there is no guarantee. And so people who are cynics probably want to act out of certainty and it's like well in some situations like especially with boxing like combat sports there is no certainty you know it's like it's not a certain thing it's like you know you get in there like that's kind of why the mcgregor and mayweather fight was so a thing is like i like i mean i'm pretty sure mayweather's gonna win but i don't know you know and so it's like you know it's like we don't know what's gonna happen and there is always that kind of element where you just kind of have to have hope and faith and belief in yourself and this is kind of where the new year new me thing you know to what you said, you know, like really taking the bull by the horns and going, you know, I'm stepping into it and all this kind of stuff. It's like you have to have hope in your in yourself. And there's some people that have let themselves down so so many times that they feel like the probability of it happening again, they're yeah. cynical. They don't have hope or faith in themselves. And therefore, yeah, they're scared. Well, that's exactly. But no, but it's because they're scared. Because it's they don't courage. Have not having, hope. saying they don't have courage is harsh. It feels like it's really harsh, doesn't it? It's like mean no but no but no but i don't know but i don't feel like like fit like fair enough like if you would it's not it's it's foolish to just do something if you feel like there's no chance so before the action of uh, and having the courage to do it you have to have the belief that it's possible there even if it's only a small or even if it's only small it's like it's brave to act on a small chance as long as you feel like it's not foolish, but like, if you feel like, you know, I'm going to bet on myself, that's brave. But in order to bet on yourself, you have to feel like there's some positive outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, otherwise it's hopeless. Are, exactly. There, there's some people that are so beat down by life and by their own actions that they really just don't. It's like, there is no hope. It's not, it's not about, it's not about being brave. It's about the fact that well, it's not going to happen. And sometimes that's why, you know, people need, inspiration or desperation it's like well you need like you know here burning your arse fucking move you know or oh fuck you know maybe there is a glimmer of hope for me if they can do it maybe i can do it it's like you have to have that that kind of spark of belief that it it can happen desperation and that's and that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why i really feel like uh, you know in terms of in terms of religion and faith and stuff like that is like that it really is so important to just kind of have faith and that's something like like i was big into the kind of church when i was a teenager and that kind of stuff and i used to really feel like what it gave me more than anything else was that it just i have an ideal in my head now of just like i just like and it's not it's not conscious it's it's unconscious like it's just i just believe that there is a, a better sense of good i just always believe that you know if i make the right sacrifice and act the right way the right thing will, will come out and maybe that's right, maybe it's wrong, but I that's that's what I believe is how I act. And it's it, it works majority of the time. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, like, I, 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 I like, believe oh. Well, I was gonna say, like just imagine you have two different people. One is acting out of cynicism and hopelessness, and the other one is acting out of faith and the um, or the hope or the dream that you know it could be bad things can be better. It, with your conscious action, your will to your own interpretation of what's better. Like who who do you think is going to be happier? Who do you think is going to be more productive? Who do you think is going to be more fulfilled? Who's going to have more meaning in their lives? Do you know, like that's one of the reasons why. You, like, I and think then you apply that, so and then important. apply, and then apply logic what? to that same situation. So it's like the person acting from that. Like again, if you're to still take like a purely mathematical yeah, person operating from that different frame, not cynicism, say, so from a more positive frame, 
like logically they're probably going to be much more successful like for me and guys obviously anyone listening they take everything we're saying with a pinch of salt we have not got it all figured out i'm still working through a lot of things trying to be the best version of myself these are things that have just worked for me these are ideas that resonate resonate with me for me mindset is just a collection of beliefs and ideas and things that empower me to be better you know i i will never i i i, I will resist to the nth degree adopting any sort of belief that makes me inferior um, you know so i'm always going to adopt beliefs that make me feel that that i feel like empower me to be to be better so it's like avoid avoid self-criticism avoid self-doubt avoid adopting these beliefs that make you less than yeah some, something i like, like i know me and you Stephen, and uh, probably you as well chris i know like when people talk to me especially here at work the majority of things that i say are quotes <laughs> and so it's like yeah. the reason that these just stick with me is because like these are all things that at one stage have given me a positive charge it's like anytime i hear something that gives me a negative charge like i just naturally just kind of recoil a little bit and i just don't take it in i do not take in negative charges and again that's not conscious i literally just positive charge positive statements positive mantras whatever it's like just give me the positivity because maybe it's because i feel like i'm a little bit neurotic naturally like i feel like i've got a tendency to kind of lean into like if i get into a negative space like i can i can find it very easy just to sit there and so my protocol is just like Give me the positive juice, positive juice, positive juice, positive juice. Like just to where it's like it's very, very hard to slip into a negative space. Yeah. Chris, you want to add anything to that? Um, well, I was just writing down there. <clears throat> I think that uh, thing on mindset, the definition of mindset is very, very important. Um, and I think a lot of people are might be unaware of what a mindset is. And like it's a tool that you can use. And the tool is like, okay, I'm going to adopt these beliefs and these thinking patterns. And then like you have them laid out not just like oh i'm going to be better like one of the cool things about affirmations is that like those orientate you towards a certain mindset but it's not like a hundred percent conscious as to the the results that you're trying to get from it but with an actual like definitive mindset that you have def like that you have defined um can be very 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 beneficial so like, like the some of the things like so your affirmation i'm fast i'm smart i'm strong i'm a champion like i'm unbeatable like that is an affirmation joe and that mindset it's like how could you not lose or how could, how could you not win like you are fast you're strong you're you're skilled you're talented you're a champion like if you have those and you decide consciously to believe them regardless of the fact like you have to have faith so that that thing that like, it's possible this is true if you don't then you're cynical and then you're not really going to going to take it but if you have that and you actually believe that that person is going to perform completely different than the person who's like oh fuck, I might, I might lose this is it's going to be rough blah, blah, blah. but so sorry the, one thing the I definition saying... of mindset is important you said you guys said i think earlier on with this kind of stuff is like you have to believe it and it's like and i would argue i would argue against that i would say you don't even have to believe it at all i would say try it i would say just try it and run it and you'll feel it and it's when you feel it when you feel it then you'll begin to believe it and that's the thing about it is like i like i remember you saying to me and i thought it was a little bit stupid to be honest but i was like right i mean like anything but the nerves and so you know i did it and i did it and i did it and I, it took me about three or four or five times i think i think you gave me one other experience like this where you said like tell yourself you love yourself in the mirror and be genuine about it and like and you know <laughs> them, you know and it literally is one of the like the hardest thing in the world but once you do it and you get to the point where you can say it genuinely like it is actually a very eye-opening experience to think that something so silly just said just words can have such a, a dramatic state on or such a dramatic effect, effect on your state yeah, yeah no, actually, that's, that's it anyone who's listening to this their homework is to go tell themselves they love themselves in the mirror sincerely and see what happens. And just see what happens. And just see what happens. Exactly. But uh, no, but 
it's a, it's a very eye-opening experience. Like, you know, it's very hard to do. So I could, I could walk in there and try and do it now, and I, like, I wouldn't be able to do it the first time properly without kind of getting all weird and cringy, but I kind of have to take <laughs> some time um, to, to actually do it properly. But I say, guys, my whole point is, just we've got to wrap this up, is, like, you know, it will be whatever you say. And that is the power of your thoughts. That is the power of your words. It will be you, like, it is what you say it is. That's your reality. If you if you feel like a loser, you're going to continue to be a loser. Until you decide you're a winner, you're, you you won't be a winner. Okay, that, that's going to be my advice to you. And anybody who wants to make a social bind, any of our clients especially, any friends or, or, or listeners in general, again, if you're taking an hour of your day to, to, to sit and listen to us, chat on the podcast, um, we have a lot of respect and appreciation for you. So, you know, feel free to send us a message if you feel like you need some help. So if you want to create a social bind with us, let us know what your what your New Year's resolutions are. Let us know what your goals are. We can give you some feedback and give you some help. I said we've helped hundreds and hundreds, well, hundreds of people. I'm not going to say thousands just yet. Hundreds of people achieved the last couple of years. I probably, probably, say, probably have. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't have the, the numbers. But again, hundreds, probably thousands of people achieved the goals over the last uh, what five, six, seven years. We've been doing this stuff now. Um, we have a lot of experience ourselves, and we genuinely want to help people. That's our mission. Like to help help people be the help other people be the best version of themselves too. So you know, if we can help. Do it if you want to work with us in, in 2023. So this is a self-sponsored podcast. So shameless plug. Go check out www.findfinish.com. Um, schedule a call. Have a chat with me. See if we can get you in a program. Let's see if we can work together. Let's help make 2023 the best possible year that it can be for you, for us, for everybody. Um, let's all move forward. Um, peace and love in 2023. Chris and Brian, I love you guys so much. I appreciate everything done for for me and for the business in 2022. I'm genuinely super excited for 2023. Um, Today, I, I, I feel on top of the world today. You know, I feel like when, when, you, when you get your routine down, when you have a vision, when you have something to work towards, it just gives you a different level of energy. You can live life in a different, a different, a different frame, a different mindset. And it's very, very powerful. Yeah, love you too, man. Thanks for everything. I really, really appreciate it. And this is a fucking hell of a gig. Loving it. Yeah, let's do it. All, All right, right guys. guys. Thanks a million. We love you. All right, guys, thanks for everybody listening. We'll see you in the next one. Make sure to like, share with your friends, all that good stuff, and we'll see you next week. Happy New Year!